Did you know that before Curious George was George, his name was Fifi and he was rescued from the Nazi invasion of France on a bicycle? Hear more about this harrowing tale today on Footnoting History. I loved the Curious George stories when I was a kid, but I have to admit that I knew nothing about the authors. I wouldn't have recognized the names H.A. and Margaret Ray. I wouldn't have recognized that the early editions only listed H.A. Ray, even though Margaret was the author and H.A. was the illustrator. And I certainly knew nothing about their fascinating personal history or their escape from France. So today, I'd like to talk a little bit about, well, all of these topics. Both Hans Augusto Reiersbach and Marguerite Waldstein were born to large Jewish families in Hamburg, Germany. Hans later recalled meeting Marguerite sometime around 1910. At the time, she was a young, precocious girl, and she literally slid down the banister and into his life. Of course, no one would have predicted their future relationship at this point. Only a few years later, in fact, Hans found himself fighting for the German army on the Russian front in World War I. As something of a pacifist, he hated the fighting. Instead, he used this time to learn a smattering of Russian. He already spoke German, Latin, Greek, French, and English. And to study the stars. Astronomy became a lifelong passion of his, and he would later write and illustrate books aimed at teaching children about the stars. Hans was 21 when the war ended and he returned home to Hamburg to find his prospects rather bleak. He worked for a while making posters for the circus and attending university part-time, but by 1924 Hans had decided that the economic situation in Germany was bad enough that he should move to Rio de Janeiro where he had family and better job prospects. He would spend most of the next decade traveling up and down the Amazon selling bathtubs and kitchen sinks. He hated the work, and he hated the heat, often seeking shelter beneath his yellow hat. However, the opportunity did afford him the time to draw the local wildlife, including monkeys. Marguerite had remained in Hamburg. She was also interested in art, and she studied photography at the Bauhaus. She was very successful for a woman artist, but she also saw the writing on the wall when Hitler rose to power, and so, in 1933, she moved to London where she worked as a photographer. In 1935, she decided to move to Rio de Janeiro, where she met her old family friend, Hans. According to those who knew them, Marguerite was much more adventurous than her future husband. Soon after she arrived, she had convinced him to abandon his stable job and to start an advertising business with her. Their professional relationship soon blossomed into a romantic one, and the two were married by the end of the year. They also changed their names to make them easier to pronounce in Portuguese. So Hans shortened his surname to Ray, always signing his works H.A. Ray, and Marguerite became Margaret, though Hans called her Peggy. They also became Brazilian citizens, which would actually be helpful with their escape from Europe later. They also adopted a pair of pet marmosets. At the end of 1935, they prepared for their honeymoon, which they were going to take in Paris. Margaret knitted sweaters for their pets, and they took them on their voyage with them. However, the animals did not survive. In 1936, Hans and Margaret arrived in Paris. 
What was originally supposed to be a two-week honeymoon became a four-year residency at the Terrace Hotel, where they lived with their pet turtles, Claudia and Claudius. While they were there, they began writing stories for children. One of their earliest stories was about a giraffe named Raffi, who befriends nine monkeys. The youngest, Fifi, was the most troublesome of the group, and he would inspire his own spin-off, originally titled The Adventures of Fifi, which the couple began in 1939. Fifi would later be named George, in order to increase his appeal to an American audience. He actually has several different names depending on where you buy his stories. In Britain, for example, it wasn't seen as particularly gracious to name a mischievous monkey after the king, so there, to this day, he's called Zozo. And in Denmark, he's Peter Petal. But let's go back to our story. When the Germans invaded Poland, the Rays were actually vacationing from their vacation in the French countryside. The residents of the town where they were staying were concerned that this couple with German accents might be spies, and so they reported them to the local police. When the officer showed up to check on them, Hans led him into his studio where he was busy illustrating Fifi along with a book about a penguin named White Black. Unwilling to believe that the storybook author could present a real danger, the police left the couple be. In March 1940, a French publisher bought the story of Fifi along with two other manuscripts and paid the Rays a generous advance. This money would be critical to their efforts to escape France. In May, as the German army crossed into Holland and Belgium, the Rays found themselves in Paris, a city filled with refugees from the north. So many people were trying to escape to the south that there were not enough trains and the streets were filled with bikes, farm carts, and anything else that would move. The Rays, who faced considerable danger as German-born Jews, decided that they would return to Brazil and then go join Margaret's sister in New York City. The Rays spent the end of May and the beginning of June visiting various consulates, clearing out their bank accounts, and trying to arrange for transportation with little luck. By June 10th, over two million residents had fled from Paris, including the government, which declared Paris an open city. There would be no attempt to defend the capital. On June 11th, the Rays finally went to look for bicycles. All they could find was a tandem bike, which they were unable to ride, so they bought all the spare parts they could find, and Hans, ever the tinkerer, built two bikes while Margaret gathered their belongings and collected their manuscripts and artwork. It was raining on the morning of June 12th when the couple finally left the city. They covered their manuscripts, which were their most precious possessions, with their winter coats in an effort to protect them. The roads were a madhouse. The procession out of Paris was the largest motorized evacuation on record. There were more than five million people on the road. That first day, the couple rode approximately 30 miles before spending the night at a farmhouse, which was destroyed by a bomb just two days later. The next day, they traveled 16 miles before finding lodging with some cows. And on the third day, they pedaled another 19 miles to the city of Orléans, where they finally caught a train. That was the day that the Nazis entered Paris, so they only managed to escape them by three days. When they arrived in Bayonne on June 16th, they were settled for the night at a public high school among thousands of other refugees before gaining visas to enter Spain. Here again, Fifi would save his creators. On board the train, the officials worried that two Germans on a train otherwise filled largely with Polish immigrants might be problematic. 
but when they saw the illustrations of Fifi, they smiled and moved on. Finally, on June 23rd, the couple arrived in Lisbon. They would wait there for nearly a month before boarding a ship to Brazil, where they again found themselves waiting for two months before they were able to embark for New York. They arrived in New York City on October 14, 1940, four months after their flight from Paris. Shortly after their arrival, Grace Hogarth, an editor with whom they had worked in Europe, purchased four of the five manuscripts that the couple had saved from Europe on behalf of Houghton Mifflin. Among them was Curious George, which was printed in the fall of 1941. In April 1946, Hans and Margaret Ray became American citizens. The couple would live in New York with their pet cocker spaniels for 23 years before moving to Cambridge, Massachusetts, which remained their primary residence until they died. Although they had no children, Margaret was known to joke that George was their child. Indeed, she once said, he was the best type of child, the kind who looks after his parents in their old age. And indeed he did. Hans and Margaret would publish seven Curious George books before allowing others to take over the franchise. George now exists not only in books, but also in movies and on television. Over 27 million copies of the original story have been purchased around the world, and it has been translated into 16 languages. Some of the proceeds from these sales go to the Curious George Foundation, which Margaret established in 1989 to fund programs for curious children. This has been Footnoting History. If you like the podcast, be sure to visit our website, footnotinghistory.com, where you can find links to further reading suggestions related to this week's episode, as well as a calendar of upcoming podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at History Footnote. Until next time, remember, the best stories are always in the footnotes. <laughs>